to the best of alcohol by volume on more like radio. So you know what? Let, let, let me let me start this off with a rant. And th- this is a personal rant. And ugh, the the week that I've had, the last part of last week, the beginning of this week, it is just a rant that needs to happen. And it is entitled, Why I Drink. Yes. By Kevin. I don't know if I need a byline on that or whatnot. <sighs> so, a lot of you know that uh, I, I've had the same job for the past, well, come this uh, August and September, technically I think it's September, it will have been 15 years at the same job. I started back in September of 1999, and well, yes, it's also because I'm an alcoholic dentist, but, and if, if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, Dennis, Western Echo in the chat, morelikeradio.com slash live, join in the chat shenanigans, and of course they'll pistol whip the next person that fucking says shenanigans. So, yeah, I've been at, I will have been at my job for 15 years. Started there back in September of 1999. I basically, without giving too many details, I work at a university. I do IT, AV work. It's not a difficult job. I fully admit this. There are days when it's rough, but overall, it's not that difficult work. I'm not, I'm not a fucking coal miner. I'm I'm not on the Bering Sea, you know, pulling in Alaskan crab. So I I have no illusions about that. But when I started there, I was just a regular employee doing my thing. Then my supervisor retired and basically left me the department, which was amazing. Um, oddly enough, the uh, first first semester that I was in charge, um, well, within the first like or first or second week of the semester, uh, <laughs> September 11th happened. <laughs> Whoops. So that was interesting. Um, so I basically stayed in that capacity until July of 2008. And that was when everything went shitty. And thank you for that gift, Dennis. I... I approve of that. Um, that July 2008 was when everything went. And I, I could say the shit hit the fan, but th- that doesn't even accurately describe it. Basically, what happened was, up to that point, my department had been under the jurisdiction of the university library. We were under their budget. My immediate superior was the library director, who I wasn't necessarily a big fan of his, but he let us do our thing. He let me innovate with technology. He let me be creative. He he gave me full control, and things were good. The faculty loved us. They loved what we did. Everything was happy. I liked the people. I I loved the people I worked with. Um, well, okay. To be fair, one of my coworkers, you know, he was he he was okay. I was cool with him. My, the best co-worker I've ever worked with, I don't even know if he listens to the show or not, so Mike, if you do listen to the show, still the best person I've ever worked with in my goddamn life. It, we, we just, we had a good time, but we worked when we had to. So, 
We were under the jurisdiction of the library until July 2008 when they decided, ah, you know what, why don't we actually uh, give them to like the actual IT department on campus? So I kind of kind of got the feeling that we were uh, being sold out at that point. And I was not incorrect. October, well, I'm sorry, let me start with September 2000. Nope, let me go back even further. I had had vacation days approved by my previous superior, the library director, and I don't use my vacation days during the regular semester because I'm responsible like that. I save them up, I just use them during the summer, and I'll take a week off at a time. Well, this one summer, I decided I was going to take off a couple consecutive weeks at a time. Actually, no, I take that back. I actually took off the entire month of July, I believe. There was very little going on. I had coworkers I could rely on in the office. It wasn't that big a deal. If any, any disasters occurred, they knew where to reach me and I could help. So anyway... I was gone that entire month, and this was when the changeover was happening. Now, I had had this, these vacation days set up well in advance, and I wasn't changing that. Because four weeks of vacation, I, I only had July and up till the end of August to use them. So, fuck that. And, um, sorry, Scrams, I'll kill, I'll kill that gif. Apparently, the gif that Dennis put is not good on the phone. But it is a good gift from, uh, I believe, Super Troopers, which I, I know I know a bunch of Super Troopers quotes, and uh, I'm ashamed to say I've never seen the movie. Um, just call me Hammy. <laughs> so, anyway, I was gone the entire month of July, had to use up my vacation days, so that's when I did it. When I got back, the new boss, somebody I knew but did not particularly care for, basically bitched me out and said, you're never doing that again. You're never taking consecutive weeks off. How dare you? And that was the first sign of things to come. Let's flash forward to September 2008. Now, to give you an illustration of us in the department, there were three of us. It was me, my uh, co-worker, another technician, and our department secretary, who basically kind of man the fort of the office when we were out doing our tasks helping out on campus you know helping faculty and everything she would man the phones I don't know is that sexist man the phones woman the phones I don't know um anyway apparently my boss wanted her to report to work at the other campus of course this is kind of limiting um the um the anonymity of where I work, but eh, whatever, I don't give a shit. The other campus, an hour away, she had a kid in daycare, not cool. So after that, she had to quit because he was demanding it. She had to quit. At least that story has a happy ending because she is working at the campus in a completely different department now as a um, as another like admin assistant. And, um, oh, Scrams calls me half a hammy. Believe me, Scrams, if you knew the movies I hadn't seen, you would call me hammy and a half. Just in movies, not, not in terms of weight. Then, then I'm half a hammy and that's fine. Um, yeah, I gotta see Super Troopers. You know what? If it's on Netflix, I'll watch it at work tomorrow. (laughs) Provided I don't have any interruptions. See, that's, that's, that's how good my job can be. Can be. 
the, the the times in between help desk calls and everything, I can sit at my desk and do such things. I can do other work while I'm watching a movie, but I can just throw on my second laptop or put it on my second monitor and I can watch a TV show, a movie. I mean, I, I started watching How I Met Your Mother, a show that I thought I would hate and apparently, actually, I really enjoy and just finished season one today. But anyway, um, and I said anonymity just fine, but monkey, I'm, ooh, Dennis has an excellent idea. Secret show, watching Super Troopers. Set that up, Dennis. I am totally in for that. Completely in for that. Uh, shit, my weekends are actually free for the next... Well, okay. Not this Friday, because god damn it, I have a shoot this Friday. But beyond that, I'm fucking good. And he'll stab me repeatedly for not having not yet seen it. But, okay. I, I'm up for that. Anyway. Ah, okay, so that was that was September of 2008. Let's go to October of 2008. My coworker in my office, and of course, you know, department secretary was not, uh, the position was not refilled, and the position uh, just ended up disappearing, oddly enough. And it was a union position, which the union doesn't really like those positions disappearing into vapor. But anyway, my coworker, he gets fired uh, and the claim, I, I think the official claim was punctuality issues. They escorted him off campus, no union contact, no nothing, no no official warnings or anything like that. He got fired, and it was a very sketchy situation, which allowed my boss to put in one of his guys. Now, I should probably mention, because th- this, is, this is pertinent, this is relevant, pertinent, relevant, relevant, to the whole thing. Um, okay, next Friday. I believe I'm good for that, Dennis. I uh, got a chiropractor appointment at 4.30, but after that, yo. Uh, God, did I just say yo? What the fuck? God damn it, Dropbox. I know that antisocial gamer radio was added. You don't have to keep telling me. Um, Backtracking. I'll see where the fuck was I. October, fired. And, oh, okay, yes. Okay. My boss is from India. The guy that he put into my office was also from India. Coincidence? Perhaps? Maybe? I don't know. But over the next... Let's see. He left... Uh, it's 2014 right now, so... Uh, let, let's just say over the next five years or so... And that's a that's a good God damn. Punchy, you're getting skinny. What the fuck? And if you don't know what I'm talking about, Punchy from what Mark Out Radio, Brain Stew, I don't know what other fucking shows he's on. 360 on 420 half the time. Um selfie of him in the chat. God damn, dude. You are looking svelte. Very svelte. So um for the next five years, this fuckhole of a coworker. Uh, consistently comes in late, consistently calls in sick when he has the sniffles, doesn't do his work, uh, doesn't have the knowledge to do his work. I mean, as a prime example, one time, he got called out on a help desk call, and uh, I think I was I was out at lunch at the time. I came back from lunch. He calls the office saying he can't figure out the problem. I'm like, okay, so he needs help. So I go up to the classroom to help him, only to find that he's gone. I'm like, 
okay. I go into the classroom, easy fix, fix the problem, come back to the office, he's sitting in the office, he abandoned the fucking situation. So, yeah. So, over the next five years, it just, and think back to when I took that month of vacation. Well, my boss had no problem with this coworker taking two plus months of straight vacation. And this is on top of other vacations he took during the year. He was actually getting extra vacation days over the year, authorized by my boss and kind of finagled through HR. Bit of frustration there. Now, I'm fine with the vacation days I have. I don't, I don't, I don't need more of them. I, I have to kill them off during the summer anyway. But it's still very fucking frustrating. And th- this idiot coworker, he he killed so many laptops. Uh, oh, I got the virus on it. I don't know what happened. An IT guy is not supposed to be getting viruses. On- I can forgive it if it happens once. I have been guilty of you know malware on my computer. It happens. It happens when you end up on Pirate Bay and shit like that. But full-blown viruses, and I'm not talking once, not twice, at least half a dozen times. A quote, IT professional should not have that happen to them. One time he asked me, now, I am not shitting you with this. One time he asked me, is it okay to put this external HDD on the desk? Yes, HDD hard drive yeah now he wasn't he wasn't asking if it you know like a a docking bay or something like that for the hard drive no 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 he was asking about an external hard drive regular external hard drive that you use with a computer um you know it's it's in an enclosure and it's not like our desks are electrified or something that was a serious question that he asked and I got questions like that all the goddamn time he didn't know what a solid state drive was again I'm not expecting the layman to know what a solid state drive is if you do good for you or rather good for you sorry I had to bring that back again but a quote IT professional so many days I wanted to bash his fucking skull in. And and ugh, during the day, he would he would disappear for hours at a time. I don't know where the fuck he was. Boss would call the office. Where is he? I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, when he gets back, just have him call me. Meanwhile, if I God forbid, go to the bathroom and don't answer a phone call from my boss, freaks the fuck out. So, let, 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 let's move up to like the past week and a half. As I've mentioned previously on the show, and I just realized I opened this beer and have had yet to take a sip, which I desperately need now. <sighs> yeah, Red Sox in the chat. A little late to the show, but I'm guessing Kevin really loves his job. Yeah. <sighs> this this was a rant that needed to fucking happen. And 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 the the funny thing about this is that I I know, I know I have colleagues 
at my job that listen to this show. And you know what? I'm fine with them knowing exactly how I feel about this because it my, my, my job is dysfunctional. It is very dysfunctional. So anyway, this past, I, I'd really say past week and a half, I've mentioned on the show before, I, 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 have, I have anxiety issues, you know, beyond the regular social anxiety. You know, I, anxiety triggers shit like that. I go to a therapist, all that fun stuff. I'm on medication. <sighs> Past week and a half, it's it, it's gotten to the point where I get stress headaches. <laughs> okay, wait, hold on a second. Scram's in the chat. He loves his job and loves dot heads even more. Yeah, and uh, Dolly in the chat says, should have moved to Minnesota. Sherry, believe me, if it wasn't for the fact that we just went through a ridiculously grueling winter here, and I know Minnesota is that much worse, <laughs> I would have jumped at that job in a fucking heartbeat. Oof. Because believe... Th- this is why I've been asking people, particularly like around Florida, if you know headhunters and stuff like that, I'm, a fl- I'm applying for jobs all over the goddamn place because... Even 15 years in this job, it's stability, but it is driving me insane. From the moment I get out of my driveway in the morning, and my my commute in the morning is maybe about a rough 35 minutes or so. From the moment I get out of my driveway, stress, headache, nausea. Past week and a half, that's how it's kicked in. And you know how stress can sometimes affect your digestive system as well? Yep, got that going too. <sighs> so that's been very fun for the past uh, past week and a half. Um, and the problem is when I get home, I start to drink. When I start to drink, obviously the anxiety and nausea go away and that's when I start to emotionally eat and, well, thankfully my calories for the week have been okay. Yeah, I know, faggot, 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 yeah. But, oh, Jesus. <sighs> yes, sir. Hey, Kevin. <laughs> am, am I losing my mind here? Uh, yeah, I just wanted to ask, uh, are you all right, buddy? Want to talk about it? <sighs> Fuck. I should have known that was coming. I mean, there it is. It's Tuesday. It's 6 p.m. I'm thinking, hey, it's fun time. Hey, let's listen to Kevin. Alcohol by volume. A fun, <laughs> loving alcohol show. And it's just not penning out that way. It's just anger tonight. No, it'll, it'll be fun in a little bit. No, dude, seriously, I know exactly what you're talking about. Oof. I'm dealing with this shit every yeah. day. Ugh. It, it just, it, it is, it is unreal, like, how... Well, actually, I guess it's not unreal how people in management... Are allowed to stay in that position and do what they do. I was gonna say it's quite the opposite of unreal. It's extremely common. Yeah, and and believe me, I would not want to be in any kind of management position because, first of all, I know I would not be a good manager. Um, because probably I wouldn't be able to be a fucking dickhead like my boss. <laughs> oh geez, scrams in the chat, raging for ABV. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, it, Sherry says you sound like shit. Um, I don't know. I, I'm I'm getting a little bit of a kind of kind of hiss, but eh, whatever. Yeah, but she's in Minnesota. Oh yeah, that's probably it. You know, it, it takes a while to get there, and uh, they're probably under snow again. 
they'll be under snow until like July seventh. Oxtail wants to know if three days of summer. Oxtail wants to know if you're talking on the phone or using an electric razor or vacuuming. Who me? <laughs> and the funny thing is, I I have my Skype level like I don't know, relatively low too. I think I'm fine, but okay. If I sound like shit, I'll leave. I don't know. It's pro- it's probably my shit. I don't know. I got a shitty little board. No, I, I, I didn't set it up properly. I've just uh, actually we recorded a podcast yesterday and I still haven't listened to it. I think it's going to sound like shit. I'm going to have to spend three days cleaning it up. Okay, make sure Dutch doesn't hear it. He'll lose uh, his goddamn mind. <laughs> I'm going to personally send it to him. Oh, that's a good idea then. Send it to him completely unedited. Maybe he'll fucking kill himself. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go now. Thank you, Dennis. Have a good show, sir. Thanks. Mr. Western Echo uh, from, well, just about, just about everything MLR related. Ah, so, yeah, that, that is basically my job right now. So that, that is why I drink. So the very first one they had in this article, and like I said, I'm only doing three today and then three next week. First one they had on here was mild cheddars and brown ales. Now, the... Uh, damn it. The suggested beers they had in this article, I was actually able to find four out of the six of them. The other two, I went with the same style, but also went with local brewers. Uh, shouldn't I, I don't think it'll make that much of a difference. The one they suggested for this one was Samuel Smith's Nut Brown Ale. wasn't that I couldn't find it. It was that I did not want to buy a large bottle of it, and I didn't want to buy a four-pack of it. I, I like Sam Smith's Nut Brown Ale, but I didn't need that much of it. And in the build a six pack, I couldn't find the uh, individual size. So I went with Climax Brewing Nut Brown Ale out of Roselle Park, New Jersey. And this is paired with, uh, I kind of cheated on this one a little bit because what they what they were showing on, um, actually, oh Jesus, hold on a second, beer is spraying a little. Mm. Why is I think my beer is climaxing. <laughs> uh, let me put a coaster underneath this, and I will continue to vamp here. Um, I I actually at the um, supermarket I went to the person behind the cheese counter was extremely knowledgeable with this. I guess she's helped Brooklyn Brewery with some pairings that they've done in the past too, so she really knew her stuff, and more or less pointed me to the different stuff that I needed. This one, uh, a mild cheddar. I couldn't even tell you what the particular, you know, brand or whatever is, but I cheated a little. God damn it. What the fuck is wrong with this thing? I don't know if you can hear that at all. This bottle is like wanting to, there we go. Hold on. Uh, It's foaming. Mm, mm, mm. Whew. Okay, let that foam over a little bit. Jesus Christ. I don't know what was going on with that. I didn't shake it or anything. Must have been a uh, mini earthquake in here or something. I don't know. So let let that let that settle a little bit. Anyway, so I got a uh, kind of beer cheese. It is, it's a mild cheddar, but it actually does have, I guess, a little bit of beer in it and... Some there, there's a little bit of seasoning in there too. I can't remember exactly what it is. I didn't bring the label or anything down with me, so I'm kind of guessing on this. Um, I know, 
be- believe me, I, I couldn't have planned that better, Mitch. You know, the climax beer uh, having climaxed. I mean, in fact, uh, just because this is too easily coincidental. Dun, 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 dun. If anybody follows me on Instagram, you'll see this. Actually, you'll see it pop up on Twitter shortly, too. Jeez, um, why is somebody... There we go. And you will see the climaxing beer. Little bur- blurry, but eh, close enough. Little, little bit of foam on the top. Oh, Jesus Christ! Ah, Dennis says sometimes I wonder whether Kevin refers to an opinion of a food beverage product he only ever means or has a reference point of the alcohol flavoring. Refers to an opinion of that. But I don't think I like you very much, Dennis. <laughs> okay, let me let me see if I can. Uh... Ah, Jesus Christ! Gotta extend my mic mic arm out here a little bit. That coaster is just a wee bit wet. Uh, and it is a good thing I have about a zillion of these ABV coasters. Okay. So, let, let me continue on with this. So, it's a nut brown ale that apparently nutted all over my desk. Jesus Christ. Ah, and that is why I don't play with cocks. God damn it. 6.36. And marked. Um, Dennis follows me on Instagram, Mitch. <laughs> anyway. Um, so I have the I have the cheese here. I did um, about like half ounce pieces, and it's surprising how much cheese that actually is in half an ounce. Very surprised by that. Now, I am. Mm, I, I mentioned this in my last show, and Marianne was very disappointed with me in this. I do not typically eat cheese unless it's melted on fries or nachos or it's breaded and deep fried. But I am giving this a shot. I may become a cheese aficionado after this, but I doubt that's going to happen. But I'm trying this anyway to kind of see how the pairings work. That's uh, just about foam down there so going to take let's see let me take a little little taste of the beer here Jesus Christ stuff is very excitable for a beer called Climax and I'm going to take a bite of this cheese and hope that it thank you for that uh, that gif in the chat there Dennis Gonna take a bite of this cheese and hope I don't fucking gag on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. To be honest, I mean it tastes like cheese. That that's about all I can say with that one. I mean I would assume that this this is a nice cheddar. It's very creamy. Um, actually, it seems to be. See, this is gonna be this is gonna be full of full of sound clips here. It seems to be become creamier <laughs> once the beer is in my mouth too. Not necessarily my my favorite kind of taste. Um. I think sometimes I think it's sometimes the consistency of raw cheese, as it were, 
that uh, that hits me wrong. I don't know. Um, uh, Red Sox in the chat says, I hope you're lactose intolerant and shit your brains out. Uh, yeah, and this would be the time I'd find... No, I think this cheese will block me up. Ugh. Okay. So, did that first one there. Um, I don't know. It, with, with this combination, it tastes like cheddar to me. I get a little bit more creaminess out of it when it goes along with the beer, but I'm not really pulling any kind of elements out of it. Maybe I'm just not a cheese eater, which does sound like some weird kind of racial slur. So I guess we're back with the racism on the show. Even though I I, I do like this cheese in some form, usually on a buffalo chicken pizza, I cannot say I still, I cannot say I have high hopes for this. So this is blue cheese. And I think I actually did the exact cheese that they specified in this particular uh, article. Uh, the, yeah, the Tuxford and Tebbit Stilton. I believe I actually, th- that is what I got. Now they said, uh, Stilton has a meatiness and high salt content that contrasts well with IPA's piney intense bite. So the beer I have here, which is the one they suggested, is Dogfish Head's 60-minute IPA. So, let me get my mouth wet with, God damn it, with the IPA. Oof. More like IP gay, right, Mitch? Mm-hmm. Uh, damn it, Dennis! <laughs> okay. So let me take a bite here. Let me, let me take a little bite. Just the cheese by itself there. Mm. Okay. Not particularly a fan. What is the, What are those monkeys doing in Harlem? Stop! You're stealing those rims. Buy your own rims. Those don't spin. Okay. Now let me actually take a bite and then swig it with the beer. Mm. Mm. I don't know. Is my tongue broken? Because again, it tastes like cheese. It tastes like a different cheese, but it tastes like cheese. Um... I don't know. I, I, I like blue cheese when it comes to, like, for instance, I'll go to Buffalo Wild Wings, and I know blue cheese, you know, dressing or dip is not quite the same, but go to Buffalo Wild Wings, I'll get the mango habanero uh, wings, which I, I've been I've been told by some of the servers there, they think those are actually hotter than the hottest ones. Anytime I eat them, I have to really pace myself. The blue, the blue cheese dressing tempers them slightly, but not nearly enough. But anyway, I'm going off on a tangent with food again. I like dipping into that when I get um, when I get a. Well, actually, I'm trying to think now with the buffalo cheese um, or buffalo chicken pizza that I get. If there's actually, yeah, you know what? There, there's there is uh, like kind of gobs of blue cheese on that. But again, that it has that melty kind of quality. There is something about. Raw cheese, and that's that's all I can call it. Um, there's something about raw cheese that I, I don't know. I don't know if it's a texture. I don't know if it's a taste or what. Um, see, Western Echo in the chat, he likes blue cheese. I don't know. It, 
there there is some some opposition I have to raw cheese, and this is going to very much disappoint Marianne again. And ugh, I hate disappointing Marianne. Ugh. But I'm trying this, and I'm going to do this next week too, even though I pretty much know that I'm not not going to be thrilled with this. But I do it for your entertainment. I uh, I subject myself to these things. Let me do my last beer and cheese pairing. This is, uh, I got Shiner Bach, and I have a Gruyere. Um, this is a very squishy cheese. Oh, Jesus. I just dropped in my lap because it stuck to my finger, and then it didn't stick to my finger anymore. Um, very squishy. Reminds me a little bit of uh, fresh mozzarella. Let me let me take a sip of the Shiner first here. Shiner Bach is always pretty decent. Um, a little bit warm because I did not do an ice bucket today, but that's my fault. Um, let me squish this cheese down a little bit. Um, give it a smell, and it it it, it smells like well, it smells like cheese. It smells like cheese. Um, so in the article, it says the smell of strong, smooth Bach does the trick of balancing out a tangy, dense Gruyere also applies to fondue. Um, see, I, li- I love I love fondue. If the cheese is melted, I'm so much better with it. So you know what? Let me take the bite. Oh my God, that was creamy. Hmm. Okay, you know what? That that pairing was actually better. Um, again, though, damn it! I I feel like I cannot identify individual traits in cheese. I don't know what it is. I mean, these are these are three very different cheeses here. I mean, there, there's a cheddar with like you know kind of beer and seasoning in it. There's a blue cheese, you know, the you know, blue veiny kind of thing going on, and then there's this very soft Gruyere. And it's weird. I mean, like the cheddar and blue cheese were very, very close to me, uh, close together in taste and texture for me. Taste, they should not even be remotely close. The Gruyere, definitely texture different. Taste, I did get a difference off that too. But I don't know. It just, it, uh, I, I, I'm just, I guess I am just not a cheese person. Uh, okay. Scrambler says Gruyere is melting cheeses on top of French onion soup a lot. You know what? That is perfect because I love. Oh, I'm so I'm sorry. I'm sorry to Dennis in the chat. It says there is no such thing as fucking cheeses. Okay, you are correct. You are correct. Cheese is a plural in itself. So these cheese. Wait, that doesn't sound right though. These cheese, I I think this I, I I think cheeses actually is technically correct in that circumstance though, because I'm talking about three separate pieces of cheese here. So these would be my cheeses, just like you know if I had three bottle caps on the plate, it would be my three bottle caps. I don't know, 
But if you're talking about varieties of cheese, you don't say varieties of cheeses, you say varieties of cheese. I think technically my usage is correct, but I understand where you're coming from, Dennis. I don't know. Although I know Mitch is probably going to complain about something I'm saying. Um, but yeah, I, I kinds of cheese, types of cheese, but not cheeses. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, I, and you are correct there, Dennis. I think, I think just in my particular reference here, I have three, well, you know, I, I guess I'd have to say three pieces of, <laughs> three pieces of cheese on the plate. Yeah. Thank you, Mitch. Great bit. Pairing alcohol and cheese. It tastes like cheese, I guess. I guess <laughs> cheesin. Before I get into other things, uh, if you remember last week, I was doing beer and cheese pairings for which uh, Mitch, uh, well, I don't think Mitch was very impressed. Uh, we could probably start a hashtag with that hashtag tastes like cheese because that was basically uh, basically what I was saying with it. But I'm doing the other three cheeses and beers that I have here. So I actually should start with um, with one of them now because I'd actually like to be able to drink this beer because I finished the uh, Boston Lager that I opened at the top of the show. Uh, so let me move on to this and that'll get into little news stories and shit like that. This first cheese, I think this is one that I'm actually going to like because it's a completely different consistency than the other cheeses. Uh, so this is a fresh chevre or like goat cheese if you're not familiar with that to the fancy hoity-toity name. And uh, Widmer Brothers Hefeweizen, so nice little wheat beer. Um, if you've never seen goat cheese, um, very much the consistency, well, I'd almost say it's like a consistency between that of cream cheese and cottage cheese, somewhere right in the middle. Very squishy, very soft. You gotta, you gotta get it out of there with like a very, you know, small knife or spoon or something. So let me let me have a little sip of the Hefeweizen here just to kind of establish that flavor. Okay, it's a Hefeweizen. Um, I don't know how my taste buds are necessarily working with my congestion, but we'll see what what happens here. I'm just gonna pop the. Well, actually, you know what? I'm gonna pop half the piece of the chevre in my mouth to start. Mm, okay, not bad. Creamy. It does have. Um, some of that, um, I don't know, almost like a little bit of a tartness that um, the other cheeses didn't have. And it, it, it's some of that tartness that you might get from, like, cream cheese. So let me take a bite and have a sip. Okay. Whoa. Okay, that actually, that actually did change it quite a bit. It, um... Hmm. Trying to think of how to describe it. It took away some of the tartness, but it seemed to kind of transfer it a little bit more to um, to the beer itself, and it actually added a little bit more taste to the beer in a weird way. Because um, this this uh, the Widmer Hefeweizen is actually a lighter on the taste than I'm used to with stuff, but paired with that cheese, it's actually pretty good. So I think I I think I found a cheese that I actually like. So we we can mark that this was not just a taste like cheese, so no hashtag taste like cheese on this one. Um, yeah, and Dennis says, uh, uh, Dennis says goat cheese is awesome. Fuck yourself if you disagree. 
Um, <laughs> Red Sox says Cheddar and American or get the fuck out. Um, <laughs> wait, what is Mitch trying to say? I don't know. Ask cheese in the world. Oh, all cheese in the world tastes the same to me because I'm a fucking mongrel. And I think I have the same problem as Mitch. Um, I mean, if I'm having like, you know, cheese fries or something or, you know, disco fries here in Jersey, the cheese fries with gravy, I prefer mozzarella on my fries over cheddar. Uh, cheddar doesn't seem to taste right. But for the most part, otherwise, I I can't tell the fucking difference between goddamn cheeses. And, uh, okay, uh, Dennis says Western, or, uh, Dennis says, uh, Red Sox is a fucking moron. So, <laughs> okay. We have a little, uh, cheese war brewing in the, uh, in the chat here. Morelikeradio.com slash live. Come in, come in, uh, check it out. Um, uh, and Dennis also has a good point. Uh, I'm beginning to feel the reason you never like cheese is because you only knew mozzarella, American Swiss, maybe provolone. Yeah, I was, I was never really exposed to any other cheeses. Um, and probably because of that, I'm not able to catch the nuances in the other cheeses as well. So, um, wait, you're making fun of me, Mitch. I thought you were the fucking mongrel. Although I am a mongrel too. So, so where was? I? Oh yeah, okay. I was gonna I was gonna start off with some more cheese. So the second one for the evening. Um, close that tab. Close that tab. This one is uh, the washed rind cheeses and the Belgian tropished ales. Uh, I don't know why I almost went into a Sean Connery there. Mm. Um, so the uh, beer they used as an example, and I was able to get this one, is the uh, Chimay uh, Grand, uh, Grand Cru. It's basically the Chimay, um, the blue label, if you've ever seen that. Um, I, as far as I know, I, I think it's pretty easy to find. Um um, oh, jeez. <laughs> no show after me. J5 says I can go over. I, I don't think I'm going over tonight. Jesus. <coughs> uh, and the um, the cheese that they wanted me to use specifically was one that Shimei actually makes, but I was not going that far. Instead, I went for a uh, another uh, Grand Cru. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait, the... Be- <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm completely lost. The cheese is the Chimay Grand Cru. The, the beer is the Chimay Grand Reserve. What the hell's wrong with me? The blue label Chimay and the cheese is a Grand Cru. So, um, let's see. Kind of a funky smelling cheese. Uh, I'm trying to think of um, something it reminds me of. I, I, I can't pick up on it though. And it... Dennis hit the nail on the head that it's tough for me to really distinguish these because I'm so used to the, quote, standard cheeses. That that completely fucked with my palate. So let me just taste a straight-up taste of this cheese. Um... Okay, um... Hmm... I would say... It's it's got a strong taste to it that kind of mellows down as it's in your mouth. Um, I would not necessarily I would not say it's bad. I, I I would not say I necessarily enjoy eating this cheese, but this still comes across as better. Actually, it's very greasy cheese too. Still comes across as better than the three that I had last week. So let me let me let me uh take another bite of this cheese and actually have it with the with the uh, chime. 
And Red Sox is right. He will miss more shows. Aren't they all lazy? Red Sox said it, not me. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Oh, wow. Okay, that actually really changes the flavor profile of the cheese. Um, it, it mellows it down more. And it, um, if this makes sense, it takes kind of some of the funkiness off of it, um, some of that strong smell that you know smell is an element of taste, and some of that strong smell off of it. So it really, it, it mellows it down. Not something I'd eat frequently, at least not right now. My my taste buds got used to, IP, to IPAs. Maybe they'll get used to cheeses too. I don't know. I need that sophistication. But again, I, I really enjoyed the chevre, so. See what happens from there. Okay, let me open this last beer here. Uh, I was the one they suggested was uh, Sierra Nevada Stout for this uh, pairing. Oddly enough, I was not able to find an individual bottle of Sierra Nevada Stout, so I went with another local beer. Uh, I know last uh, last week when I uh, fuck what was the style? I couldn't find. Uh, let me skip back in this. Uh, I couldn't find the. Uh, individual bottle of Sam Smith's Nut Brown Ale, and I grabbed uh, Climax Brewing Nut Brown Ale. And that actually helped me discover that I really don't like Nut Brown Ales anymore. So, couldn't get the Sierra Nevada in an individual bottle, so I got one from uh, New Jersey Beer Company, Garden State Stout. So, tried to keep it local, so let me pour that in the glass. I'm, I'm, this week I'm also, I'm, I'm drinking them out of a glass, too, uh, I don't know if drinking them out of the bottle last week kind of negated some of the some of the aroma interaction for me. It's entirely possible, so I'm I'm trying to trying to do this the right way. Uh, okay. So this cheese is now this is this is a very very waxy feeling cheese. This is an aged Gouda with a stout. Uh, from the article on Esquire, it says it can be tricky to find a partner for stouts, but their deep roasted caramel and black coffee flavors generally find a nice place alongside crunchy, butterscotchy aged goudas. Considered a wise dessert alternative. Now, am I going to taste butterscotchiness in this gouda? I don't smell butterscotchiness. So, let me take a bite here. I, 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 I feel like a failure with my palate. I swear. This one again, very creamy, but it reminds me. Ooh, it has, it has a real harshness to it, real bite to it. But again, it reminds me of the cheeses from last week. I don't hate it, but it's not something I would eat regularly. So now let me have a little bit of the beer. Ah, uh, Garden State Stout is good. If um. Well, when when people come out to Jersey for the uh, for the live event, New Jersey New Jersey Beer Company does some good stuff. I can recommend you some other you know uh, Jersey breweries. Cricket Hill, Cricket Hill's great. Carton Brewing, if you can find their stuff, man, fucking tastic. So let me uh, put the rest of this cheese in my mouth and have a little sip. Let the flavors meld. Hmm. Now, that's kind of weird, because I am actually... How they mentioned 
crunchiness. I'm actually getting that out of the cheese now. I don't know why. Um, the stout does... Hmm. The stout actually does sweeten up the cheese a little bit. And that actually is a nice combination. I can't complain about that too much. Again, not my favorite thing. I mean, the, the, the chevre won me over. Um, but that's not a bad combination. I mean... I like stouts in the first place, but that that pairing, I can see someone that does genuinely enjoy cheese, I can see that working for them. You're listening to the best of alcohol by volume on More Like Radio. Alcohol by Cheers. volume, Kevin oh, Show. Hey, hey. Oh, it's the name of the show. Hey. More like radio, less like crap. Want more alcohol by volume? Because I'm kind of drunk for this. Let's shit nuts. Download past episodes at morelikeradio.org. Join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash alcohol by volume. Like the Facebook page, facebook.com slash MLR, alcohol by volume. And follow along on Twitter at MLR underscore alcohol. I find your drunkenness very unappealing. I am drunk, or I wouldn't be talking to you. The newest episodes of Talk Radio Meltdown air first on More Like Radio. Listen to new episodes every Friday starting at 4 p.m. Eastern at morelikeradio.com. More Like Radio has a lot of great shows, including ours. Talk Radio Meltdown every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern on More Like Radio. Listen in at morelikeradio.com. Hey, smokers, you stink. I'm not talking about your character. That's a given. I'm talking about your clothes. It's time to kick the butts and move over to something more pleasant. I'm talking about e-cigs from Smokeless Image. They're cheaper than cigarettes, don't smell, and are available in a wide variety of flavors ranging from mints, fruits, desserts, or the traditional tobacco flavors if that's what you want. Simply go to tinyurl.com slash mlrsmoke for all your vaping needs. That's tinyurl.com slash mlrsmoke. Wednesday night at 11 p.m., tune into More Like Radio for two hours of wrestling talk on Markout Radio with Dark Fox and Friends. Fistful of assholes! Excuse me? Fistful of assholes? Really? You want me to say that? Just do the bit. <sighs> All right, you're such a diva now that you have your own show with guest host Punchy, Greenway, and whoever else shows up on Skype. Or in Fox's creepy basement studio. The smell of cum and beer doesn't make it creepy. Maybe not, but the fleshlight does. Listen, I have a healthy sexual appetite. Thank you very much. What are the anal beads for? Can you just do the bit? Ugh, fine. Jesus, and you wonder why people get Marianne to do the audio bits. Markout Radio live every Wednesday night from 11 p.m. Eastern on More Like Radio. This is it, the apocalypse. Hey, are you absolute garbage? Let me guess, an alcoholic? A drug addict? When was the last time you were even out of your house? Well, why don't you join us for The Red Show? We're all about personal betterment and self-esteem. I want to do, uh, you know, maybe like uh, City Meets the Swamp, something, something. I hope it ends up with the fucking city getting eaten by a goddamn alligator. Ambassadors of peace at any income level. That's what we do here. We're all about olive branches. <laughs> no, you're a fucking white trash asshole. You're about olive fucking garden, okay? <laughs> One thing we don't forget is how important our fans are. Is there anything more you want to say about any of these uh, cocksuckers that are listening? No, I don't think so. Okay. And we recognize the struggles and hardships of our friends. We don't give a fuck. I hope you <laughs> relapsed. Burn in hell, bull. Oh, my God. What are you I meant doing? I love you, bro. Get better. <sighs> 
So come join us live Wednesday nights and experience functional substance abuse on The Red Show, only on More Like Radio. You're doing some things with Enya, correct? I, I hope you end your life. Now, <laughs> get <off the> mic- <laughs> now get off the microphone while I talk to my pal. You think Trust Us We're Hot is a show just for girls? Put on silence. Stockings or panties? She seduced him in the kitchen. That's really, really sensitive right there. That's hard. Hey, guess what? This is what I want. <clears throat> Do yeah. it now. First of all, I don't look flat. <laughs> Trust us, we're hot. Every Sunday from 7 to 9 Eastern, a show for men. You know, we at the start of the last episode, we went through uh, different nationalities, you know, and now people know that we're Irish. <laughs> and now people know that we're all shite at accents <laughs> as well. <laughs> but I was wondering, is it prejudice to not make fun of, like, all of the countries? Where's you going for here? We'll name check every country on the show, that way no one can be mad. How about that? I could do Swedish. Oh yeah, cool. Dirty birdie. <laughs> and to the Italians? Papa the poopy. Papa the poopy. <laughs> okay. And to the Mexicans? The A-man. <laughs> uh, Spain? <laughs> uh, Singapore? <laughs> Amazing. Australians? Cockerel Doom Dark. No. A big loop, are you? No, that sounds That's like terrible. Limerick or something. <laughs> That's right, we never slide off the Irish, do we? Someone put a bomb in me potato. <laughs> there you go. OSW Review. All Irish, all racist. <laughs> Saturday's noon east. Join Halls and Rorschach as they bring you the news you need to get you through your weekend. <laughs> Ali, can you hear me? Yes. <laughs> okay, Ali, I'm outside right now. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's really boring hard out here. Uh, Sounds like it. Where are you at? Are you in Antarctica? <laughs> uh, wait a minute, Ali. I see somebody coming toward me. There's a, there's a man coming toward me. Uh, hold on a second. Uh, what, you, uh, uh, what are you doing in my yard? I'm getting too old for this shit. <laughs> I just want to say that this snowstorm is a bunch of fucking bullshit out here. I'm going to let you go back in the house, Rorschach, because the sound effect is about to run out. Hey guys, it's Halls from It's All About Me. Join Rorschach and myself every Saturday from noon to 2 Eastern Time right here on More Like Radio. Do you like video games? Are you a little antisocial? Well, listen to Antisocial Gamer Radio, Tuesdays from 3 to 5 on morelikeradio.com. If you're ready for pro wrestling like it's never been seen before, pro wrestling meant for an adult audience, and pro wrestling where nobody says brother or tells you you can't see them, check out Combat Zone Wrestling, the most innovative, high-flying, hard-hitting, ultra-violent promotion on the planet today. Combat Zone Wrestling. Visit us at www.czwrestling.com. 
Cousin Joe Show. Now, I know what a crack vial is because there was one time I went to go score Coke, and this guy in Patterson asked him for Coke, and he goes, all right. And like usual, they got it all set up great. They got fucking... They got all their... They're like fucking 14-year-old kids on bicycles riding around the corner to flag the dealer if the cops are around. Like, just as lookouts while I'm parked, and the guy goes in the apartment or whatever and gets the shit. Comes out with these vials of... It looks like salt. And I'm like, what is this? He goes, it's Coke. And the way he looked at me and said it, I'm like, I'm not arguing with this guy. I'm not. I'm just going to pay, take it. And I tried stiffing crack. I didn't realize until like, two minutes later, I'm like, why is my nose getting clogged with shit? I'm like, oh, wait, this isn't Coke. This is, these are crack rocks. But they were, <laughs> they were, they look like, like sea salt. They're like fucking. <laughs> so you just. You got overcharged. I remember I went to go get a haircut right after that, and I was looking in the barber you shop. You went to go get a haircut on Coke? <laughs> I did no, everything no. on Coke hey, back then. It was crack. It was just part of my day. What are you talking about? Out. I remember looking in the mirror going like, shit, because they started to fall out of my nose. Tune in to the Cousin Joe Show live Thursday night, 7 to 10 on More Like Radio. A ton of lineup stronger than Owen Hart's safety harness. MoreLikeRadio.com. Other internet radio stations are gay. Why did you get so drunk? You got drunk. <laughs> I'm just really exhausted. What's in that cup? Rum and Cokes. Why are you getting wasted? Maybe because you dick stole my talent show. Do you have any idea how important this is? You trying to save idea? the pop Really? This is, you what, you're doing? This is what you're doing? Do you know what's going to happen if the North Koreans take over? They're going to ruin our way of life. Get your shit together, dog. Next. You're listening to the best of alcohol by volume on more like radio. You know what? I, uh, I got one little topic here before I go to break. I actually brought this up on the Facebook uh, group today, and let's see, which one's the Facebook group? The Facebook group is facebook.com slash groups slash alcohol by volume, and I actually got a shockingly great response to the question, and it, it's something it's something I've really thought about. Um, it, there, It's something there's kind of a stigma behind. And I'm I'm wondering if there should be a stigma, if there's kind of caveats to that stigma and whatnot. But the question I asked was, is it always bad to drink alone? Now, that's saying, if you're drinking alone, is it always a bad thing? Now, on the same note, is it a bad thing to always drink alone? You know, two, two slightly different questions there. So I, I did get a lot of responses there. And the reason I brought that up was because most of the time, see, my, my wife, even before she was pregnant, she did not really drink. If we had a bottle of Kahlua in the house, maybe occasionally she might like have a Kahlua and cream. Uh, there was a point where I had like, it was like a strawberry daiquiri mix where, you know, I'd, I'd blend some of that up for her, things like that. But for the most part, she, she really doesn't drink. I mean, you know, we got to take care of a kid and one of us has to be lucid and God knows it ain't me. So, um, it, but she just, it, it doesn't really, doesn't really do it for her anyway. Um, but um, I don't, I don't often go out to drink with people. It's a very rare occurrence. I mean, like the last time, okay, <laughs> last two times. Um <laughs> 
Scrambler says, I don't know, ask P-Rock or look in a mirror. Yes, thank you, Scrambler. Um, like when I went out with um, Western Echo, Hammy, Punchy a few weeks ago, I only had a couple beers when we were out, but I I don't even know if you'd qualify that as out drinking, but you know, Dennis had a drink too, so I mean, I, I think that counts. But for the most part, when I go out, I, I don't really drink. And when I go out, I'm not often going out with friends. Usually I'm just out with my wife. I mean, if we go out for dinner somewhere, I might get a beer. Usually just one beer. If we're at like Buffalo Wild Wings or whatever, I'll get the uh, Red Hook Game Changer because that's pretty much the only place I can get that. But otherwise, probably like 99% of my drinking goes on at home with the exception of those occasional times where I'm completely sick of work and I have a beverage in my car, allegedly, in the back seat. Uh, car not running, keys nowhere near me, and uh, nobody can see me. All alleged. Although, uh, I think uh, Brent called me out on that one point. <laughs> um, but a, a, lot of, a lot of good responses on the Facebook group. Uh, we'll start with uh, Brent here. Uh, how alone are we talking? As long as the voices in my head keep talking to me, I'm not technically alone, right? Okay. First one is a smart-ass answer, which I would accept from you guys. Um, ooh, Scrumpy Skedaddle 5K and 10K run, JK Scrumpy Flushing, Michigan. That would be fucking awesome, Scrambler. I would love doing that. Oh, why don't they do stuff like that out here? God damn it. I gotta see it. I, I, I gotta approach the breweries out here about doing a fucking 5K. That'd be fantastic. Although I'm, right now I'm out of commission for at least a couple weeks. My next runs aren't until like, late June. I got a color run and a mud run. So I got to be rehabbed for those. Uh, Sweet D. She said, what are we drinking and why? I think it might also depend on how much you're drinking. If you're getting blackout drunk every night, you might have a problem regardless of whether you're alone or not. Totally respect that. Usually when I am drinking at home, I limit it to, you know, maybe two or three beers, even on show nights. I, um, when I killed off that growler of the, uh, Defiant Orange Cream, that was, it was maybe about eight ounces, wasn't even a full glass. Uh, I'm halfway through the McKellar Beer Geek Brunch Weasel, so that's almost two beers for me, sort of. Show nights, maybe three beers. Um, so two, three beers at home tops, that's not even remotely close to blackout drunk for me, so I mean, I'm, I'd say I'm good with that. And a lot of the time... After work, when I am having those beers, I'm sitting on the couch with my wife. So technically, I'm not alone. And she she kind of brought that up in the comments, too. She said, you're not necessarily drinking alone. I'm usually there in the room. But I would say you're the only one drinking. So she has a point there. Uh, let's see. Punchy says it is, so stop doing it. Well, you know, I know he's going to hold an intervention for me one of these days. Uh, not a colored run scrap. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But uh, that definitely looks like one right there. I, I, anybody that's run a 5K, you know what a color run is, where they're throwing different uh, packets of brightly colored powder or whatever at you. Uh, Brent had another one on here. If you substituted the booze with soda, no one would question you for doing something wrong unless you were drinking excessively a couple of two liters a night. Then your wife or someone else might mention to you that it's a problem. Yep. Um, D also jumped in again. She said, I don't think it's a big deal, especially since you review booze on a show. Yes. Thank you, thank you. It's, it's, it's sometimes work-related, especially on Tuesday nights. She went on to say, when my kid is with his dad, I'll have mimosas, or hashtag mamosas, 
which I know Royce wants to punch the drink out of her hand for that, or drink pink sparkling wine uh, by herself while she cleans or watches a movie. It's relaxing. Our good friend Sherry, who I believe is probably still in the chat somewhere, uh, she said a couple of her favorite me time activities, hot bubble bath, music and wine, or snuggled up with a blanket on the couch reading with wine. If you were getting belligerent drunk alone, then you'd have a problem. Again, I think the only t- the only time I can remember, and it wasn't even belligerent drunk, belligerent drunk, but it was damn near blackout drunk, was the uh, well, it was the vodka show, <laughs> and I ended up paying the price for that by puking my guts out. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I was completely, practically blackout drunk by the uh, by the time my wife came home, and I think uh, I think that w- yeah, that was the show where uh, Hammy got like what sixteen hundred emails or whatever. So it's a very very rare occurrence for me. Um, I mean, I don't even know if my wife's home right now, but I'm I'm, I'm being responsible down here right now. I'm not going crazy. Um, I've, I've learned my lesson a few too many times. Um. Rich in Arizona says, my name is Kevin, and you're listening to Alcoholics Anonymous by volume. Thank you. We like that. And then uh, Little Matt with the last one on here. If you're getting absolutely munted by yourself, a little bit of Australian lingo, I suppose, there is a problem. A quiet one by yourself is perfectly fine. So basically kind of the way I see it. Okay, yes. Oh, yes. Gramps has a great picture of a color run right there. God damn. Oh. She needs a shower after that. Goddamn. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm getting distracted. But I think the general consensus was as long as you're not getting totally shit-faced alone and getting totally shit-faced all the time, then totally acceptable. You know, if... And honestly, I mean, if, if I if I did have friends to go out drinking with all the time, that would get fucking expensive. More expensive than it is already going to the liquor store and getting all the different craft beers that I get. Um, and I'd be even more poor than I am now. So, I mean, it, but I, I do it all within reason. Even even last week when, when I had my complete fucking mental breakdown, I, I, I barely drank at all last week. So, I mean, even when my mood goes to shit, you know, sometimes, sometimes I'll fall back on it as a defense mechanism, but, um, you know, I... I don't have a problem. I can stop drinking anytime I want. Okay, this is from the Inebriate Inquirer. This is a site I had never seen before. And I uh, I think Reddit actually helped, uh, helped me discover this one. Uh, it's described as a macro look at microbrews. And actually, it, there is some interesting stuff on here. This one blog entry they did is 10 beers over $10 to pair with food under $3. Now, it does initially seem hacky, but there does seem some rhyme or reason to this kind of thing here. Um, so, let's see. How did they start this? Listen, we get it. Craft beer is an obsession. So much so that other less important things like food begin to carry less weight when making your monthly budget. This is true. Uh, that's why we thought it would be financially prudent to make a guide for finding the best beers in the world to pair with the only food left you can afford. And feel free to share this with the college student in your life. They'll be the talk of the dorm, that is, if they're of age or whatever. I'll probably post this in the Facebook group or on the Facebook page, perhaps, uh, after the uh, after the show is concluded. 
although more likely tomorrow morning because I'll probably forget after the show is over. Ah, so first one we got here. We have some chicken top ramen, which is 22 cents for a packet. Ah, delicious. I I miss ramen. Oh, the problem problem with ramen is the uh well, not so much the calories but the sodium content. Good lord. I mean that that shit'll kill you. That shit'll kill you faster than beer. Of course, then the beer they got here is Saint Amand French Country Ale, eleven ninety nine for seven hundred fifty milliliters. Now, let me stop myself here. Not all of these beers are going to be beers that you're going to say, "Where the fuck am I going to find this shit?" No, there are actually some more common ones on here. Well, relatively at least. Oh God! Oh, that burger looks fucking good. Oh, McDonald's French fries. God damn. Oh, sorry. Get out of myself. So they go on to say here: the direct simplicity of this soup's broth demands a delicate, lightly. Mo- you know what? I'm not doing this right. I'm not doing this right. I need. I need some music here. Uh, let's see here. Okay. The direct simplicity of this soup's broth demands a delicate, lightly malty beer de garde. The salty mineral flavors apparent in the top ramen pair well with the French artisan well water used in the beer. Saint Amand's herbaceous notes highlight the original flavors of the reconstituted vegetables, while the barley hailing from the Champagne region adds heft to the light, bright alkaline noodles yes um fuck audio drop butt monkey I don't believe it <sighs> I assume I'm back right I don't see a drop in connection let me get back to this shit number two McDonald's french fries for $1.59 and Dolnitzer Rittergut Goss $10.99 for 16.9 ounces this beer provides the... I'm doing a British accent now. This beer provides the perfect balance of salty and sour. Its bright, lemon peel-like aroma will cut through the fat these fries are swimming in. While the lactic acid... Wait, not lactic acid. Son of a bitch. I was assuming acid. While the lactic flavor left on the palate will wash away any salinity or starchiness. At 4.2%, this ghost is light. Gentle... Ugh. I should read ahead more. This ghost's light, gentle body will neutralize many of the overwhelming flavors in the fries, yet still has the intensity to not be overpowered by them. Ooh, yes. Um, yeah, fuck my British accent. That, that was probably closer to Australian, and little, little Matt would probably, uh, probably concur with that. Uh, number three, In-N-Out Double Double. Oh, God, it looks fucking good. And just because of that copy image URL, this is going into the goddamn chat because I'm going to make all you suffer with me. Oh, goddamn, that looks good right now. And I told my wife not to get Wendy's tonight. What the fuck is wrong with me? I hope she gets me Taco Bell. That would be just as good. Um, so in and out double-double, animal style for $2.50, plus Saison Rue, $11.99 for a 750-milliliter bottle. That is from The Brewery, so that's a more common one. You might think that for the classic all-American burger, we would go with a nice pale ale, and naturally, you might be right. 
if we were reviewing the regular double double. <laughs> but once you order it animal style, you've reconstructed the flavor profile with the addition of pickles, grilled onions, and more secret sauce. With so much more umami on the plate, we need a big herbaceous saison to weave in those grassy verdant notes. The brewery's roof fits the bill perfectly, and coming from In-N-Out's backyard, it will make out-of-towners jealous of two things they can only find out west. Except for the fact that I can get saison brew out here, so fuck all y'all. No In-N-Out, though, sadly. Um... Number four, a drumstick ice cream cone. Yes, dollar forty-nine. You know, I never like drumstick cones. I don't know. I find them too difficult to eat sometimes. And I'm a gang. Three philosophers, ten ninety-nine for seven hundred fifty milliliters. God damn, tongue is all over the place tonight. Yeah, the ladies like that. No, never mind. I'm not getting that. Fuck that. Uh, <laughs> J five in the chat, enjoying the burger. Okay. Make no mistake, this beer is heavy. At 9.8%, the bold multi flavors of chocolate and caramel in this quad are enhanced with a little addition. A small amount of Lindemann's Creek is added to each bottle, giving it a bold cherry finish. You know what? I didn't actually know that before. Damn, I want to find some of this now. Um, so the obvious pairing is a drumstick ice cream cone. This beer has the intensity to match wits with the cone all the way through, including that thick focal point of chocolate at the end. Adventurous drinkers may even dis uh, deconstruct the drumstick for a quad float. You know what? Um, this this actually seemed like it was getting into kind of like porn territory the way I'm talking. So let's switch this up here. Flaming hot Cheetos for ninety nine cents. And Dogfish Head 120 Minute IPA, $15 for a 12-ounce bottle. The overwhelming spiciness in this snack is truly meant for the heat seeker. Fortunately for those folks, a strong hot profile enhances the spicy heat here. So a hot bomb like 120 Minute IPA will be just what they're looking for. At 18% ABV and 120 IBUs, even though technically you can't really go above 100. That was editorializing on me there. Combining those two would leave the drink of flush and faint. Of course, for those of us more confident in the capabilities of our private parts, a nice smoothing Belgian triple would be more appropriate. Try Westmall Trappist Ale. Ooh, number six, Kraft Macaroni and Cheese. 90 cents for a box. Yeah. And Chimang Grand Reserve Blue, $13.79 for a 750 milliliter bottle. Hell yeah. With this dish's rich and creamy sauce, you'll need something bold, crisp, and lightly bitter to cut through. Chimang Blue may seem too dark for a pasta dish, which is what we'll pretend macaroni and cheese is. But the pungent creaminess of the craft cheese needs something big and malty to stand up to it. Like my dick, yeah? 
Meanwhile, the fruity raisin-like aroma of this beer adds complexity to an otherwise unrefined meal. Oh yeah. Number seven, Dunkin' Donut Chocolate Glazed. Oh god, that looks fucking good. Fuck all y'alls. There is a donut going into the chat right now, and you will enjoy it. And Alesmith Speedway Stout, twelve ninety nine for a seven hundred milliliter bottle. The only logical pairing for the world's most famous donut is coffee, and this beer has that in spades with bold, big aromatic notes of coffee and roasted chocolate. This has all the bitter to perfectly complement Duncan's sweet. While we wouldn't normally recommend serving this as hot as your cup of joe, drinking it at a higher temperature than normal will open many of its flavors. Hell, try dipping the donut in Homer Simpson style. Just don't let your boss see you sipping this on your coffee break. Number eight, Street L Pasta Tacos. The fuck? Street tacos? Okay. Dollar twenty-five and Allagash for twenty ninety-nine for seven hundred fifty milliliter corked and caged bottle. Now, usually, you wouldn't see someone trying to find a beer to go with their street tacos. Normally, the trend goes in the other direction. You down five or six pints, stumble home, and on the way, grab two or three of these bad boys. But personally, I think El Pasta tacos are a treat to start the night off with. That doesn't mean you should go with a session beer here. Allagash's hefty, robust ale has the strength to pair with the spiciness of the Al Pasta, but complex enough to leave the sweeter flavors of pineapple intact. If you want these tacos specifically, make a pilgrimage to the truck parked outside of the Arco at Melrose and Western in Hollywood. You know what? I don't know. If, I don't know. If, I don't know if the porn music's uh. Porn music's doing it here. Um, you know, let's 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 try this here. Oh, okay. Chick Fil A sandwich, two ninety five with a McKellar Nelson soft and brute, twenty ninety nine for a big old seven hundred fifty milliliter bottle for a sandwich with as light and simple a profile as this chicken sandwich, which uh, doesn't look all that delicious, but goddamn, I'm hungry and it looks good anyway. We need a beer that offers complexity without weight. This beer de champagne has a light body with just enough toasted caramel notes to bring out the flavor of the chicken's crust. Oh, yeah. Uh, but equally present in this beer are bright and sweet fresh fruit notes gained from the beer's term inside white wine barrels. That will even out the single sour pickle under the bun. Plus, the sandwich's overt homophobic notes are balanced by the beer's country of origin, Denmark, which is super gay. That was from the article. That was not from me. Last one on here. And this is one I will do because I can get M&Ms for 99 cents for a package. And I have Sam Adams Utopia's $199 for a 750 milliliter, I guess you can call it a bottle. This beer is unlike any other. And at that price, you better fucking hope so. Yeah, they didn't say fucking. I added that editorializing once again. At 29% ABV and aged in multiple barrels, you've got a massive beer that has the sweetness of a port and the richness of the milk of a golden calf idol. 
Obviously, this is meant to be enjoyed in bite-sized portions, so why not drink it with a bite-sized snack? There's enough sweet chocolate flavor in this beer to make the cheap brown stuff inside these morsels seem decadent. And at almost $8 an ounce, M&M's may be the only thing left you can afford to pair it with. <laughs> for Newsy, I'm Logan. Officials in India are blaming toxic bootleg liquor for Sorry, dozens of it. deaths. As of Saturday morning, police say as many as 42 people have died in just three days after drinking poisonous liquor, and another 40 are being treated in hospitals, many of which have reportedly lost their eyesight. So far, 32 people have been arrested for illegally brewing and selling the toxic alcohol to villagers celebrating at a Hindu festival. Many consumers turn to this harmful home-brewed alcohol because it's relatively cheaper than buying from the shelves. Brewers use harmful chemicals when making the alcohol to increase its potency. And the Hindustan Times reports the illegal liquor trade has been a growing operation. A liquor trader near where several deaths were reported said, On several instances, I have reported to cops and officials of the excise department about brewing of spurious liquor, but nothing was done. Several teams of police and administrative officials launched an immediate investigation over fears that the death toll may rise. For Newsy, I'm Logan Tittle. Okay, so the base, the base element of the story, toxic bootleg liquor is killing a bunch of people in India. And before I get into that, I'm actually very curious to see what this is. Son of a bitch. Okay. I, I had a feeling that's what that was. Boy, am I glad I muted so I couldn't even hear anything. And by the rules, I didn't have to let anything play through because I couldn't hear anything. But anyway, with this story, it, it sounds like the problems that happen with unregulated moonshine where you'd get people, you know, elements in the drink that you really would not want in a drink. Yeah, Mitch has it perfect. When I think of good liquor, I think of India. <laughs> yeah, especially if they're using the water from the Ganges or whatever. Ugh. But, um... <laughs> okay. Um... Just more, more in the chat, more like radio.com slash live. Um, yeah, with the unregulated moonshine, you get, you know, the people dying from, you know, stuff that was added into it that shouldn't have been in there. People going blind, things like that. Okay, fine. But there seems to just be a general element of overarching stupidity with this. And, and Mitch, you assume they actually boil the water for their liquor. <laughs> me, th- me thinks you assume too much with them. But it, there does seem to be this element of just rampant stupidity going on with this. Now, I'm not expecting everybody to be a genius like all of us in MLR are. <laughs> MLR That's a little bit difficult to say. Genius, what? Um, I understand it's cheaper. <sighs> Yeah, but you know what? Rubbing alcohol is cheaper than a bottle of vodka. You know. Okay. And you know what? Dennis Dennis put it perfectly in the chat. People are not dying from unregulated moonshine. They're dying from stupidity, which I have no problem with. And that's why I, I find it hard to have sympathy 
for these people here. Sure, they're getting they're getting cheaper liquor that is apparently not on the shelves. You know, the, the legit liquor is on the shelves, but this stuff is sold, you know, from, you know, behind the counter or something like that. Um I'm not going to trust some random cheap bottle of liquor that some dude just hands me like, "Oh, maybe you'd like to try this." Here, it only one whatever monetary unit we use. I don't know, a rupee or something. Um, unless I know it's where it's coming from. Now, I I have a kind of biased opinion um, with um, some exports of that country because I, I, I had to deal with much stupidity from a former co-worker from there just mind-numbingly repeatedly. And it, this was not a cultural difference kind of thing. This was you're supposed to be qualified for this job and you know nothing of what you need to know. I'll give you I'll give you a um I'll give you a good example here. This guy was supposed to be an IT person. Now, you guys don't have you, you guys don't have to be <laughs> shut up this. Um you guys don't have to be, you know, tech wizards to know what what an external hard drive is. An external hard drive, you, you know, take it, plug it USB or maybe Firewire if you have it. Um, I think there might even be Thunderbolt ones. I don't know. Um, and, you know, you plug it into your computer. What it basically is, there's a hard drive inside that case that you plug into the computer, which is different than an internal hard drive that does not have that enclosure. Okay? You don't have to be big techie to understand that. He asked me one day if it was okay to put an external hard drive on his desk. Now, it's not like his desk is some huge or was some huge magnet or something like that. You know, it's not like he had hazardous tools or chemicals or something on his desk. No, he wanted to know if it was safe for the drive itself. An external hard drive. An external hard drive that, by its very definition, is meant to be externally placed from the computer. And he was asking if it was okay to put it on his desk. This was an IT guy. So, yeah. So anyway, with this bootleg liquor, if you can't afford the legit stuff, you know what? Maybe you don't need to drink during this Hindu celebration then. So just suck it up. I almost said something bad there, so I'll just say suck it up, buttercup. And if this is such a rampant problem, I, I, I think what well, in the in the Newsy article that the um, or the Newsy piece the lovely Logan Tittle did, um, it said like at least forty people had died from this already. And this was in newspapers there. Now, I know there is a large poverty problem in India, and it is probably, probably you know, the people that are in poverty that are cheaping out on this, but mm, newspapers tend to make their way around even if you are not affording one, if you're not purchasing one. And if you see a big headline about people dying from bootleg liquor... Are you then going to go into the shop and be like, oh, can I have some of the bootleg liquor, please? Then you're a fucking moron. I'm sorry. 
I mean, a good solution to not die from this stuff is to not drink the cheap bootleg stuff. It is simple as that. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think of some kind of equivalent thing in this country. Um, I, 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 George Carlin, I know he had a bit about it on like, you know, safety with children and everything and how a few kids kind of ruined fun for, you know, future generations of kids that, you know, it used to be passive eugenics that the kid who swallowed too many marbles doesn't grow up to have kids of his own. And eh, frankly, we've made it you know too easy for stupidity to thrive at this point. I don't I don't have any shots down here. Sadly, I don't have my vodka bottle. The well, the only alcohol bottle I have down here is my absinthe, and I do think you want me doing that because that will be problematic unless I you know do a shot or two during the break. I don't know if there's enough if there's enough demand in the chat room. Maybe maybe a shot or two of absinthe either during the break or i don't know on the air and since i don't have any water down here to cut it down with it would be a straight shot of uh let's see what's the alcohol content on that 62 (laughs) percent oh no i think i've excited dennis okay you guys you guys want me to do the absinthe shot now and uh, let's see oh Darkside says we need to do a show where me, you, Dennis need to hop on one day, drink beer, and talk shit about it. You know, I would, I would love to do that. I would love to do that and just kind of ramble on with it. It would especially be good for a week where I have not done show prep, and I'm not trying to, uh, I'm not trying to sidetrack things. Let me see. Fuck, I don't have a shot glass down here. Uh, how the fuck do I not have a shot glass down here? I. <sighs> I am a rookie. Jesus Christ. And Dennis, I don't know if you'd like Purple Haze because it's on the fruity side of things, but it's not... I don't think it's overly fruity. And, I mean, I I find Purple Haze pretty much everywhere I go. It's the one Abita that I find everywhere. Uh, God damn it, Dennis. (sighs) Let's see. Uh, This is a cup that I got from the... Big Brew Beer Festival. I was keeping, let's see, it was a bottle opener in there, uh, four sticks of RAM, a emergency tool for my car, and random screw... Oh, you're just saying I should drink from the bottle. Okay, fuck that. Yeah, because I'd probably get like a metallic taste from this fucking thing. God knows what the RAM did to it. All sorts of random things around my desk. Ugh... Okay, now the RAM's not going back in. I should RAM it in. <laughs> Wait, that's probably more sexual than I needed to. Hey, come on, man. I I, I succumb to peer pressure. Okay. Um. Wait, what What the fuck is Insta video? See, people are trying to... If, if you're not in the chat, you'll see it. Uh, people in the chat are saying Vine, Insta video. Wait, would that be Instagram? Instagram video? Okay. Let me load up my phone here. The sad thing is I have family members following me on Instagram. But I don't give a shit. So. Okay. Oh. Okay, good. And. Let me see if I can actually do this without. I need to, like, put my fucking phone on a tripod or something. Jesus Christ. 
Oh wait, maybe if I do it, uh, maybe if I do it right-handed, it will actually work. This this has to be completely interesting to all of you. So, uh, let me push the mic away a little bit. And okay, this w- this will be on Instagram very shortly. And let me hit record. And, oh wait, fucker! God damn it! <laughs> Okay, I am obviously not knowing what I'm doing and taking pictures instead. God damn it. Okay, video. Here we go. Uh, Okay. Live on the air with a bottle of absinthe, and here we go. Oh, that was about (laughs) two or three shots. Ooh. Oh boy. Ha. Whew. It's a good thing I like licorice. Holy shit. Oh my god, my fucking eyes are watering. And posting to Instagram. Let me put on the requisite filter just to make it more artistic. Oh, no. No, no, no. Yeah, friends, tune in around 7.15. Yeah, I'm going to have to tell people on... uh, Oh, okay, let me see. I got to pick out a good cover frame for this one just to make it special. There we go. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, this is going to be a problem. So anybody is not... Well, you know what? If you're... Follow me on Twitter. It's going to get posted to Twitter. Uh, E-D-I-C-I-U-S. And live on... (laughs) Jesus, I'm still fucking getting the shivers from that. Alcohol... No, not fuck the pens. Even though, yes, fuck the penguins all the time. Alcohol by volume... Oh shit, I just realized I didn't really eat either, so this could be more problematic. And... Do I have internet down here? Oh yeah, of course I do. I'm I'm streaming. What the fuck? See if my okay. So <laughs> posted to Twitter. Check it out. Also posted to Instagram. If anybody's following, <laughs> Jesus Christ! How much is this? Bo- God, I got half the bottle left. Too. I probably shouldn't have told you guys that. So I was doing a I was doing a list, wasn't I? I'm gonna be lucky if I get through that. <laughs> Last thing I'll hit before the. Um for the new beer releases and reveals for the week, and I, I still got to do a fucking stinger for that. I know. I, I, I'm lazy, but uh, only with uh, show production. Kind of like Dutch. Fuck Dutch. <laughs> I, I, I may be lazy with show production, but at least I still make promos for other shows, like, you know, Daytime Divas. I made their promo. But Dutch, uh, he, he can't even make a promo or an intro for his own show, so fuck Dutch. Fuck Dutch. See, I'm, 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 trying, I'm trying to, I don't know, get him to call or something, but... He ain't gonna do it. He is not gonna do it. I I am I am putting out a challenge to him, and to that I say, "Fuck you, Dutch. Fuck you right in your face." Okay, it's from Hotbox.co. Eight things a beer snob might say, and what those things mean. Now, as illustrated earlier in the show, and clarified very well by Scrams, there's a difference between a beer snob and a beer douchebag. 
people on Beer Advocate, those are, for the most part, beer douchebags. Beer snobs, I can be a beer snob at time, at times, and it's because I really enjoy different craft beers. I tend to stay away from um, from you know, regular big beers. You know, I'll go for some of the more limited releases and stuff like that. But I I can be snobby with my beers. Um, <laughs> God, wait, which which one did you get clean, Dennis? <laughs> I want to know to be prepared for it. See if I have to listen to Dutch and Royce tonight or to 360 and 420. Um, so eight things a beer snob might say. Uh, the first one here, and they say they don't really con- condone beer snobbishness, but they, they're, they, like Scram said, there's a difference between beer snobbishness and beer douchebaggery. Number one, I'm really into big beers. What is a big beer? Generally refers to beers with an ABV or original gravity above a certain level. Uh, for reference, let's say most beers hover around 5% ABV. That is about an average for a craft beer. Um... So you're talking, you know, your your Russian Imperial Stout stuff like that. Some something with a higher ABV. I mean, what I'm drinking right now, the Weyerbacher Reserva, that would qualify as a big beer because it's got a higher ABV. I'd say an ABV above ten, that'll qualify as a big beer. Um, I also tend to call them kind of you know heavy beers, uh, interchangeable, snobbish, none the same, you know, or none none the same, nonetheless. Never the I uh, I got nothing. English is not my first language apparently today. Um, oh, Dennis got all of them clean. Great. So I'm going to have to pay attention to Dutch and Royce and 360 on 420. Great. Now i got to listen to other shows. Oh, wait. I already do that. Unlike Dutch. Fuck Dutch. Ah! I don't know why I have so much anger today. Because <laughs> it's fun. Uh, number two. This is a very sessionable ale. Ugh, I've said that too. Uh, session beer. Beer with a relatively low alcohol percentage, usually lower than 5% ABV. You get a lot of the session IPAs nowadays that are that lower end, usually maybe about mm, 4.2, 4.5. Um, it's the kind you want, you know, just kind of sitting after mowing the lawn. You know, you don't, you don't want to get drunk. You're happy just, you know, taking a little buzz on. Um, basically, it's what you want to drink when you don't necessarily want to get shit-faced. This is one that I have not said. Number three, my favorite beer started at 80 IBUs. Well, let's see, International Bitterness Units. That's for the people that really, really like the bitter and hoppy IPAs, like the Imperial IPAs, Double IPAs, Triple IPAs, stuff like that. So that is one thing I will not be saying. Uh, I, I'm, still, I'm still straying away from those high IBU beers. Of course, it could be equally snobbish to say, I prefer a beer with a low IBU. So that that's kind of snobbish too. This is one that I think a lot of us have actually said. I know I've seen it in the chat. Number four, that tastes way better on nitro. Nitro beer, you know, you know Guinness, uh, you use the nitrogen, nitrogen uh, tap. You get the nitro widget in the cans of Guinness. They're... There are certain beers that taste better on nitro. And they, they just feel better on nitro. They look better on nitro. Guinness, 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 Guinness. Um, I mean, uh, they're, they're referring to um, Left Hand's Nitro Milk Stout. In my opinion, um, the bottled Nitro Milk Stout isn't really any better than the regular Milk Stout. However, I've had Nitro Milk Stout on tap. That is better, so... It does taste way better on nitro. It's true. Uh, number five. God damn it, I've said this too. This is one of the highest ranked beers in the world. 
they're talking about anything from beer advocate to rate beer to beer competitions, things like that. Usually when I say that, I'm talking about beer advocate and the numbers that they put up there. Yes, I I think there's a bunch of douchebaggery in the forums. However, the ratings on their actual beer listings, they are kind of a good baseline. You can also use stuff like rate beer. You can use untapped. Use a variety of things to kind of figure out, okay, it, you know, this this site rates it highly. This site rates it, you know, a little bit lower than that. So it's probably somewhere in between. Uh, number six is one I have never said before because it, well, to be honest, it sounds kind of queer. This beer is infinitely quaffable. So they say here, what does quaffable mean? Please refrain from using this word in casual conversation, but if you must know, it refers to a beer's drinkability. It's separate from a beer being sessionable, which is focused on ABB, rather quaffable speaks to whether or not you can easily drink more than one of the same beer in one sitting. A good comparison may be an IPA, generally easy to drink in quantity versus a porter. Okay, makes sense. Um, and, and still, you know, typically porters will tend to be unless it's like an imperial IPA, porters will tend to be a little bit higher IPA than an I, or higher, wow, higher ABV than an IPA. I'm getting my uh, word, uh, acronyms all mixed up. Acronym? No, it's not even an acronym. Um, whatever. Initials, initials, that's what. Yeah. But I, I would never say a beer is infinitely quaffable. I'd say, hmm, yeah, it's pretty easy to drink. Yeah, I could have a bunch of these. I'm not going to say anything about being quaffable. Ugh. Um, number seven, I actually prefer this beer warm. I've never said that either. I tend to not like warm beers. I have not yet found a beer that tastes better warm than it does chilled. But apparently some beers benefit from sitting out a bit. Um, cask ales are better served to room temperature. In that case, I can kind of understand. You'll look at something like Sam Adams Utopias. I, I'm not, you know, refrigerating that. That's room temperature. Uh, other like maybe like a bourbon barrel aged beer you might get a different element of the burn from it but mm, maybe if I'm aging stuff but that's about it the number eight I've said something similar to this but not with a cock in my mouth so you can you can not you can not talk about that Dennis god damn it he's gonna edit that anyway this has a surprisingly pleasant mouth feel or I could say it like Dennis wants me to say it Ooh, this has a surprisingly pleasant mouthfeel. Ooh. And when you're talking mouthfeel, you're just talking the way the beer feels in your mouth. Um, if it has, you know, a certain carbonation, has a certain creaminess, has a certain thickness to it. I mean, like, again, back to Sam Adams Utopias, because it's right next to me here. Uh, that has a uh, inherent syrupiness to it. Some higher ABV beers do have that syrupiness to them. Uh, lower ABV beers may have a kind of thinness to them, you know, but more of a carbonation, you know, things like that. So, yeah, they may be they may be beer snob things, but I've said them anyway, so I'm apparently a beer snob. So whatever, fuck. Um, uh oh, the chat has died. So I'm wondering if Dennis is just off clipping stuff now. Oh, oh, okay, now he's got it. Uh, I like how Kevin's covering for his homosexuality by referring to me somehow. Well, I'm not talking about Bailey J and other trannies this week. I'm not talking about tranny cock for the first time in many shows. I'm leaving that to brain stew now because that is apparently their calling because they, they talked about tranny cock for, I don't know, it had to be a good 45 minutes last Friday. That would be uh, brain stew from uh, 8 to 10. And if they feel like going later, 8 to 10 on Fridays here on More Like Radio, that would be uh, Hammy and Joe 
and punchy, all talking about hot, throbbing tranny cock. Mm-hmm. So with that out of the way, uh, let's get to the new beer releases and reveals. For the week, we have uh, a new Stone Enjoy by IPA. I have missed the last couple. I know the most recent one did not get distributed near me. Whereas, um, oh, and okay, you know what? Before I get into that, um, Dennis says, you know, who hates Bailey J. Dutch, who doesn't listen to my show. Yes, Dutch hates Bailey J. So that means, you know what? Okay, Dutch hates trannies, which means that... He hates bountiful breasts. Dutch hates good tits. And Dutch hates my show. Fuck Dutch! Fuck Dutch right in his... What else he got? Fuck him in his toes! I don't know, I'm running out of body parts here. Fuck him in his fingers? I don't know. Fuck him in his stupid trucker hat. Ugh. Dude, Dutch, come on. Out of style. You're not Justin Timberlake. Uh, Stone Enjoy by IPA. Uh, off track. Stone Enjoy by IPA. Seven four fourteen. That's the fourth of July. And I see you there, Marianne. Uh, I'm I'm gonna see if I can pick up this one. Uh, Enjoy by July fourth, twenty fourteen. Available to retailers and restaurants in all forty one states in which Stone is sold. It's nine point four percent ABV, eighty eight IBU. So you get some pretty good bitterness there. It's gonna be in twenty two ounce bottles and on draft. It shipped out last Friday. Um, oh, okay, yeah, Marianne's right. You know, if we're if we're gonna if we're gonna talk about Dutch and we're gonna say what a bad person he is and why he doesn't listen to my show, fuck Dutch, fuck him right in his goddamn belly button where he probably hasn't cleaned it in fucking ages, and you're gonna get lint on the fucking dip of your dick, tip of your cock. Fuck Dutch right in his fucking belly button. That's what I say to that. So, uh, Stone Enjoy by IPA, July 4th, shipped out last Friday. So, keep an eye out for that. I, I want to try one of the Enjoy by IPAs. I just haven't found it yet since I started drinking IPAs. Uh, next one here. From Dominion Brewing. I enjoy Dominion Brewing, and uh, this one seems to be a pretty, you know, pretty, pretty easy-going beer here. This is Beach House Golden Pilsner. It's five per, yeah, 5% ABV. Bohemian Pilsner brewed and dry hopped with Saz hops for a spicy, clean bitterness. And it, it this and the next one I'm, I'm coming up with, it seems like uh, some of the summer seasonals are going more Pilsner-focused. Uh, Pilsner Available now through the Mid-Atlantic region in 12-ounce six-packs. Next one we got is Abita Searsucker Summer Pills. Um, 4.8% ABV brewed with Carapils malts hopped in the German tradition. One of a few six-pack offerings from Abita that I actually have yet to have. I know this is, it's not a new one. It's just a new release for the for the summer. Um, so if I see it, I will probably be grabbing it, provided I'm not just grabbing growler after growler after growler. I do need to grab six-packs eventually. I, I kind of do miss drinking from bottles. I have to admit that. Next one here from Allagash. Al- uh, don't want to hit that. Allagash Nancy. Um, do, 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 do. post this image in the chat here. Uh, let's see, it's an American wild ale, so yum, I enjoy those. Brewed with wild cherries. It is hot on the heels of Allagash Current Affair, which is another American wild ale aged with currants. Uh, Little Sal, which is an American wild ale aged in red wine barrels with blueberries 
and Nettles, which is a rum barrel aged ale. This is going to be in 12.7 ounce bottles, arrival and ABV as yet unknown for this. The label they have here is 6.3%, so probably somewhere around there. Uh, going for some big beer here, but big beer from Canada. Apparently, Labatt is uh, going to be releasing a barrel-aged beer. So this is kind of interesting. It's part of the Labatt Prohibition series. It's a bourbon barrel ale. Uh, ale brewed with bourbon barrel staves and natural flavor added. So you got to worry a little bit about that natural flavor added thing, but see what happens. Um, I'm, I'm probably not going to see that here. I don't really see Labatt all that much. Um, but part of their Prohibition series, 12-ounce um, bottles. More info to follow on that, 6% ABV, as the label says at present. And we got a new reveal for the Beer Camp Across America variety pack that Sierra Nevada is uh, releasing. Beer Camp Tater Ridge. They teamed up with the Asheville Brewers Alliance for this addition to Sierra Nevada's upcoming Beer Camp Across America 12 pack. It's a Scottish ale with sweet potatoes, 12 ounce bottles, 7% ABV. It's going to be 35 IBU, so you're lower on the bitterness scale there. And this pack will be shipping next month. Yes, it will be shipping in July. So keep an eye out for that. Um, that that is that's one I am definitely looking for. I get Sierra Nevada out here and a a, a broad collaboration pack like that is is a must find for me. That I love variety packs that are are genuine variety like that. Uh, next one I got here is from Catawba Brewing. Now, this is a, a little bit more local. This is out of uh, Morganton, North Carolina. Uh, it's a brown ale brewed with raspberries and aged on peanuts to evoke that peanut butter and jelly flavor that most of us love. I mean, I don't know who doesn't love a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, except for, you know, those people out there with the unfortunate peanut allergy. Sorry, Kayla. I, I, f- I, feel, bad that, I feel bad that Kayla cannot enjoy a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. But, um... I don't know, uh, almond butter, perhaps? I don't know. That might work. But anyway, this uh, this will be available in 12-ounce cans, but in limited supply near the brewery. So any listeners that I may have in North Carolina, you are welcome to send me a can of this. It is going to be 5.75% ABV. Um, and then the last one here, got another mixed pack, another variety pack. See, the thing I like about the, the beer camp pack is that while it's, you could say, hosted by Sierra Nevada, it's collaboration with all different breweries, really. So you're, you're really getting, I mean, I, I would assume a 12-pack, you're getting two probably of each beer. So you're really getting a taste of six different breweries in that case. Now, this one, this is all from uh, Boulder Beer, but it's still a variety pack, which is, is always a good deal. Oh, okay, Marianne says Sun Butter. Uh, I, is that sunflower seeds, I'm guessing? So, I don't know. Oh, I can't imagine. And I, I well, yeah, and I, I was initially thinking PB2 as well, but that's that's basically dehydrated peanut butter, so you're still going with the peanut for that. But you, you, you got to have that experience of some sort of butter and jelly sandwich, but, you know, not, not, not butter per se, but some sort of crushed seed or nut, I suppose. But um, I'm curious about sun butter now. I'd like to try that. Yep, sunflower. Yeah, and you know what? The, the sun the sun butter is actually probably better for you than uh, the peanut butter, too. I, just guessing, though. I could be completely wrong on that. Uh, I never eat peanut butter. I have I have the, 
the PB2 dehydrated peanut butter. So whenever I want peanut butter in a smoothie or I want a peanut butter sandwich, I, I just uh, I use that stuff. Uh, nutrition hour here on alcohol by volume. So back back to the Boulder beer, Brewers Dozen, Brewers Dozen variety pack. Did I even post this image in the chat? No, I didn't. God damn, I'm derailing myself as I run out of time. Uh, prior to this particular refresh of the case, oh, Marianne says it is better for you. Thank you. Okay, I'm gonna have to keep an eye out for that, like Whole Foods and stuff. Uh, the package include uh had hazed and infused Mojo IPA, Sweaty Betty Blonde, Hefeweizen. And then a a rotating Brewer's Choice beer. Well, the new mix, they swap out Sweaty Betty with their new award-winning, and not really new, but new-ish, award-winning Shake Chocolate Porter. Yeah, so good. If you like chocolate and you haven't had Shake Chocolate Porter, get it. Tastes like a goddamn milkshake. Uh, while retaining Hazed and Infused Mojo IPA and the Rotating Brewer's Choice Mystery Beer. So to celebrate the release, Boulder Beer, they came up with a Find My Phone promotion, dropping cell phones in numerous boxes with a programmed number to call when found. The lucky customers that find a phone in their Brewer's Dozen call the brewery, win Boulder Beer gear. The idea for the promotion blossomed when one of their production employees without uh, realizing dropped his cell phone into a brewer's dozen while hand-sorting the bottles. By the time he figured out what happened and tracked his phone's whereabouts, it was already somewhere in Pennsylvania. The pack will be available in all 37 states where Boulder Beer is distributed. This is another one I am going to be looking for. With that, we are out of time. And while I know Dutch never runs out of time, well, that's because Dutch doesn't listen to other shows, so fuck Dutch, I say! Fuck Dutch! Let's see. Um, any other orifices? Uh, orifice? You know what? Fuck Dutch right in his fucking pee hole. Do a fucking meat spin on him. Fuck Dutch. Ugh. Um, so as always, if there's a local beer you think I should try, drop me an email at kevin at morelikeradio.com. We can try and work out a beer trade. Uh, there's the ABV beer tasting list. Uh, tinyurl.com slash ABV beer tasting. Again, I've been lax with adding stuff to it. I need to add some more stuff. Uh, check out what we're talking about in the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash alcohol by volume. Like the ABV Facebook page, facebook.com slash MLR alcohol by volume. Follow me on Twitter at E-D-I-C-I-U-S and at MLR underscore alcohol. Look me up on untapped alcohol by volume, all one word. Yes, Dennis, it's going to be really awkward at the live event, (laughs) but wait, how is it going to be awkward at the live event? He doesn't listen to this show. Fuck Dutch. Coming up next, Unsigned Hyper J5, followed by Fuck Dutch and Royce. <laughs> I will see you guys next week. Fuck Dutch, fuck Dutch, fuck Dutch. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'll see you guys. More like radio. Morelikeradio.com, the new standard in internet radio. The Nerd Hour. Tattoos and touchdowns. The Sunny Show. <laughs> You're listening to The Shoot. Trust us, we're hot. Masters of none. 360 on 420. Welcome to the Cut Print Film Podcast. The Conti and Kenny Show. 
It's Daytime Divas with Marianne and Kitty. OSW Review. Antisocial Gamer Radio. Alcohol by volume. This is Unsigned with J5. It's time for Dutch and Royce. No! Welcome to Rage Quit Radio. Get ready for Hippo Juice. Time for the Marco Radio. Marco Radio. The Elvis and Albert Show. The Cousin Joe Show. Radio Meltdown. It's High Society Radio. Brainstorm Radio. It's all about me with Halls and Rorschach. Shy kids, shy kids, shy kids, shy kids, shy kids. Daddy Wampus. Orange Room. Orange Room. No, sir. 